say, Colin? <laughs> you know, for me, you're in the future. Like, uh, like a man on the moon or in a tin pan. Welcome to the Eat Radio Podcast. And here's your host, Colin Pope from Eat Magazine. Welcome back to the Eat Magazine Travel Podcast for part two of the Spiders Podcast Alive and Deadly from the Australian Museum. And we're here underground in a chamber with Catherine Timbrell, who's very, very keen to tell us about fangs and venom. Hi, it's Cullen here from the Eat Magazine podcast. And as you know, we've been talking to Catherine about spiders. I can't help but sitting opposite her. I've got my knees clenched together. I'm holding them together because we're going to delve a little bit deeper now into this creepy crawly story and i'm going to start by asking you Catherine. you've got some tasmanians coming is that right it's true they're special tasmanians with eight legs right and they generally live in caves and they're the tasmanian cave spider and we've focused on this spider especially because it has some amazing attributes it's a spider that is the size of a dinner plate and it does live in the deep depths of Tasmanian caves, so it's very rarely seen and very little has been known about this spider until recently. There's an expedition that went into the caves for months on end to capture footage of these spiders uh, mating and eating and reproducing. They have enormous golf ball-sized egg sacs in which hang from the ceiling of the cave that the female spider will look after for nine months on end, which is a much longer than most other spiders. And while she's there, she's not really eating. So if she gets a visit from an interested male counterpart, she's either going to be enamoured with him or she's going to eat him. And the journey that we take the visitor on to experience the life and times of the Tasmanian cave spider is an augmented reality experience of recreating a Tasmanian cave in a eight metre long, five metre high structure that has three screens that will allow you to pretend as if you've donned a head torch and entered a Tasmanian cave and content will be illuminated, such as moving Tasmanian cave spiders, glowing glowworms, crickets, which may become dinner, male Tasmanian cave spiders, which may become dinner, spider webs that you can pull down and move around you in a virtual sense, and all the while learning about this creature that has been around since the dinosaurs and is a hybrid almost of an ancient spider and a modern spider and only has one relative which left him when Gondwana split up and he went to Chile and he stayed in Tasmania and this is the story of the Tasmanian cave spider. Wow, I had this kind of terrified vision of being inside that cave and sort of seeing those egg sacs hanging and and feeling this drip down the back of my neck. (laughs) Fantastic. And so I guess it's a very interactive kind of experience, is that right? That's right. So um, in order to allow people to get closer to spiders than ever before from a safe distance, they can pop their head up into a perspex dome and have tent or weaving spiders move all around them, fixing and preparing their webs en masse as they 
Is this around your head and your ears and your eyes? It's true. So it's a very close relationship that you'll take on with this spider and you will see them in their magnitude. Sorry. Would it be fair to say that uh, there's there's going to be some people coming to the exhibition who might not partake in that particular activity? There's certainly, it's not an obligatory uh, moment for, to have to stick your head up into a dome uh, a dome perspex bowl in order to experience all of the live spiders. You can see them from a safer distance. But I guess there's going to be a certain degree of people who who might be a bit like me who just get a little bit more confident as they go through the exhibition. That's right. So whilst we make people walk over uh, virtual spiders to get into the exhibition, the first part of the exhibition is a learning experience. There's lots of interactive moments where you can pull on a lever and see how strong silk is compared to other other um, substances that are man-made. You can stand in front of a screen and pretend you are a dancing peacock spider and mimic his movements in order to decide whether or not the female peacock spider would like to mate with you or again have you for dinner. And you can put your hands inside the jaws of a spider and and try and catch prey using different methods that spiders use. So the hands-on component is a big part of how we're trying to uh, educate people about spiders. Talking of education, I feel like I'm, I've learned a lot since we've met. And uh, one of the things that I guess is very interesting is that if you're a male spider, the whole idea that you could be either eating. connecting mm. or eating mm. It's, it's quite interesting. It's precarious. It is it? a very precarious existence. But uh, but that doesn't happen to the female species, does it? She seems to be in more control. Would that well, look, fair? we could say top dog. Uh, she's often always physically the larger of the species and she's sometimes often more venomous. Not in the case of the Sydney funnel web spider, though. It's a little bit of an anomaly. Uh, but, yeah, she's definitely bigger and she's a lot more sedentary because she just sort of spends her life waiting for someone to come and interact with her or she has to look after her babies. Or So she spends a lot of the time down the burrow or in the web and he's always out and about looking for his next port of call, so to speak. So there is, uh, not only is there diversity within within all the different species, there's incredible diversity within a species itself. So the diversity of spiders is a a major part of what we're trying to um, bring across in the exhibition. Brilliant. But I guess the overall arching rule is the female of the species is more deadlier than the male. It's true. I had this conversation recently with an expert and, you know, you've got this little female sitting there waiting for someone to come along and impress. And in some instances in the peacock spider, he has this incredible colourful flap that he puts up and waggles around and says to her, well, what do you think of what I've got going on here? And she sort of sits there and waits and decides, you know. And I said, perhaps are we anthropomorphising these spiders too much from a male perspective? Here he is trying to garner her attention, so to speak. But if you think about it from a female perspective, perhaps she's sitting there completely terrified by this display and has no intention of engaging with what he wants to do. And perhaps she's so terrified she just eats him. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not quite sure what to say at this point in time. I guess the other thing I was curious to learn about was that I I suppose there's this whole thing of actually when you come in, you've got to walk over this uh, virtual virtual. sea of crawling spiders. And so I'm guessing unless you can walk over that, you can't get into the exhibition, can you? So you're tested from the... 
from the very time the doors open, is that right? It's true. Okay, yeah, all right. I feel like wearing a helmet. No, maybe just really big boots because okay. they'll come up your legs first. Okay, yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> Helmet's going to do any good. Okay, right. <laughs> boots, everybody. I hope you've got that. And so I, I guess there's other things that have surprised you when you were putting this together that, that you thought, well, I wasn't expecting that. There's a little spider that lives in Sydney and all over Australia, and he's almost the size of a full stop, and he's called the peacock spider. And his colours are so vibrant and so beautiful. But because he's so small, we, we haven't really known very much about him. And an example is a gentleman who has specialised in photographing these spiders, has, has himself a colour blindness. And blue is one of the colours that is most prominent to him when he, when he looks out into the environment. And he spotted a jumping blue thing one day and it was this incredible, beautiful peacock spider who... Most people would have described as a cute little puppy who's been spray painted by a five-year-old. So this notion that spiders are big, black, hairy, dark brown things is totally blown away when you see the diversity of exhibits and images that we have in the exhibition. I think there'd be a lot of people surprised to find a cute little spider, but but I guess we're going to be seeing all sorts of things now. I think the beauty of macro photography, you know, in years gone by, you saw the big ugly ones crawling along the ground. But now with this technology, and especially with so many people out and about with cameras in their pockets, we've been able to start to see the real diversity of spiders. So 42,000 species is a lot. So in that, you're going to get incredible beauty and diversity and size and shape and colour and purpose. Brilliant. And I know that uh, a lot of people will be visiting the website uh, looking for more clues. And uh, will people be able to take, uh, is there an opportunity for them to take photographs in the exhibition or not? Absolutely. I think because we'd love people to share things on social media there's not this is not the Mona Lisa that has you know restrictions around how we can reproduce and show this any images so that would be our true delight for people to be able to come in and and photograph their experiences and especially uh, in instances where you might be covered in spiders you might want to take a photo of that and share it with your friends. Right, okay. So so there could be people just bringing people they want to cover with spiders and yeah, photographing them, for example. Bring your mother-in-law. Right, okay. I will be. I can imagine. I can imagine. For a macro photographer, even though there's going to be cases, there's going to be some reflection, that sort of thing, it's going to be pretty fascinating for them as well. They're going to be able to get pretty close. Yeah. There's um, an incredibly diverse array of how images are being represented. So there's moving images. So we've got incredible footage from all over the world of spiders really spiders not only just the spiders themselves but what they do so for example spiders shoot out silk from their spigots which is their rear end and it can catch the breeze and the static electricity in the air and they can fly so in order to disperse themselves around the world spiders fly and and they also rear up their legs and sit on water and act as sails and can literally sail across water so you'll see spiders sailing across water you'll see spiders flying through the air and doing incredible things not just to still images that will impress but that, that sort of moving image as well. Strangely enough, I've seen both of those things. I've seen mm. the flying spiders on a warm, a warm sunny day <laughs> when they've been gliding through, hanging on the bottom of a amazing. Bed, brushing parachuting spiders. That's right, yeah, yeah being very, uh, <clears throat> very terrified by that, I must admit. And uh, I don't think I've seen them 
flying across mm. the water, but I've seen them walking across the water. Discovery. Like. So, yeah, large water spiders, for example, they have hairs and very long, thin legs, like other insects that allow them to skate across the water. But it's a very new uh, finding from a university in the UK where they've sort of done experiments of spiders because spiders are often the first colonisers in new land formation. So if a volcano erupts in Hawaii and we've got a new land formation, pretty much the first inhabitant will be a spider. How did they get there? So they got blown on the wind, they got dropped off on bird poo and, and on birds, but also this concept of sailing across the ocean is a very new and beautiful understanding, I think. Brilliant. And and I guess that whole thing of actually being able to sort of be carried by a bird from one place to another is a very interesting idea, isn't it? It sure is. I'm not sure if spiders are always piggybacking on the back of birds, but um, they've definitely developed their own ways and means of getting from A to B, which is some people find a little bit disturbing that they're not just walking from A to B, they're flying and sailing. They're coming to a place near you very okay. soon. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much. And for those people that want to come to the exhibition, what are the dates and the times? So October the 29th, 2016 is when the exhibition opens and it's open every day and it'll finish in mid-July 2017. Right. So plenty of time. Yep, that's eight months. There's no coincidence between eight legs and eight months. Eight legs and eight months. Mm. All right, brilliant. Thank you very much indeed. And anything that you would like to tell people that are thinking of coming in terms of should they come earlier in the day, later in the day, any time's good? So the, the exhibition has a whole host of activities running throughout it each day. We have live venom milking demonstrations. So we'll have our live exhibits officer sitting in our custom-built venom lab who will be sedating spiders and then asking them to submit their venom through electrolysis that is attached to their fangs that stimulates them to offer up this venom which we will then add to the Queensland University's venom lab venom database so they have one of the biggest venom databases in the world and the milking demonstrations that we undertake each day will contribute to our learning and understanding of how venom can be applied for our own uh, use as human beings in pesticides and uh, pain management and cancer treatments. And so in actual fact, this is going to be quite an exciting exhibition for the spiders. The spiders that are actually flying down from Canberra as we speak, are they all flying or some of them coming by trucks? They're definitely coming in climate controlled trucks. Trucks. Yeah. So they're being trucks down now. It's true. We stopped four lanes of traffic in the middle of Sydney today to allow one of the semi-trailers <laughs> to come in to, to the museum space. And when this enormous semi-trailer was backing up into our museum and people walking by said, what's in that truck? I took great delight in saying spiders. Fantastic, right? And so not only are they flying, sailing across water, they're now coming to us by truck. And running across your windscreen too, I'm sure. Okay, yeah, we don't want any accidents when these are being delivered, do we? Absolutely not. We're professionals. (laughs) Okay, brilliant. So on that note, I think we might finish up. I'm I'm, I'm really going to be careful in the traffic today if I see any trucks that, you know. I carry (laughs) because they will burst out of the spiders. Okay, brilliant. Thank you very much indeed. It's been my pleasure. Thank Thank you, Callum. show me something on the way out so she's just gone to get a torch for some reason uh and then she's going to let me out the trap door i think she means i think she i think she means back door i'm I'm guessing i'm sure there's a back door here somewhere it's very dark down here um 
And look, I never said anything to her. There's like a funny smell. And it sort of reminds me of being... It reminds me of being in Tasmania in a rainforest. I was in a rainforest there recently and it smelled very much like this. And there's another smell like... I don't know if it's bat poo. I'm sure there's no bats down here underneath the museum. Oh, here she comes. Okay. Anyway, look, we won't mention the smell. We'll just get to the back door. But we must be near some kind of driveway because it sounds like there's a truck down here. I don't know how you'd get a truck down here. Okay, here she is. Okay. Oh, hi, Catherine. Yeah, no, we, we wonder where you got from it. Okay, let's go. Are you guys not nervous at all that, you know, something might just come out of the corner of one of these? I'm curious, they tell do. me. They do. They do. Because that doesn't look like it's sealed completely. <laughs> you have to look up there. Now, I'm just, about, I'm just about to stick my head up here, and I'm not quite sure how this is going to go. <laughs> okay. Anyway, here we go. Are they breathing heavily? Can you see it? Come in and have a look. Oh, wow. So they need to be yeah, yeah. to survive. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so lock them's only just booking in. Yeah, yeah. So right. over the weeks, these no, will become yeah. dense web structure. Wow. Yeah. And these are the only spiders that are happy to have their webs next to each other. You nice. know, you see a spider yeah. web on its own, mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these ones are happy to sort of not live together, but side by side. So, so how, how many? How many are in here? Oh, at the moment, I think there's only five, I think. Really? But what are these ones called? It feels like much more. Dent. Spiders. So no. they, if you have a look on the, yeah. see that they're pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. And you just, you don't see that. Yeah. No, never. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so that's what they're working on. Oh wow. And so there's little kitty version. Yeah. Kids can get in there. Ah. Uh, okay. Great. <laughs> 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 oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my man, don't give me that. Yeah. This one, I think this one. Which one's the best one? Don't give up So this one you can get, you can literally stand right up inside. Oh. But I can see you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Middle. So oh. the idea is there'll be about, you know, 20 to 30 of them. Okay. And it'll be a sea of webs. So I guess people aren't going to be spending too much time in here, are they? They're yeah, going to be so. kind of, I don't know. I reckon it'll be kids will be in here for ages. Fantastic. So what can I say other than, uh, yeah, look, if you're in Sydney, by all means, certainly get to that event. It is about to finish as you know and uh, we did release this podcast a lot earlier on on a different stream a separate stream on Spreaker for those that uh, really wanted to get into it at the beginning uh, as I said uh, we are now moving back into our evergreen series and we're about to take off to our next destination so certainly come back um, come back to the next podcast I think you'll be surprised as to where we end up and I look forward to catching you then cheers